I've known James through the gram. And as I was scrolling through hundreds of feeds, I was totally fascinated by his craftsmanship and the attention to details that he puts into his work. And so I started following him. And after a while, I took the courage to <laughs> DM him. And today we have the pleasure to, to have him on, uh, on the show. And I'm excited and I'm a little bit scared to see where this conversation will go. But let's see what happens. My name is Gianluca Cinque Palmi. You are listening to GLC Live, my podcast dedicated to business design. I'm an educator, designer, entrepreneur, and best-selling author. This show is dedicated to designers, creatives, and entrepreneurs that, like me, want to inspire, challenge, and disrupt the business and design industry. In this episode, Badass Branding with James Martin. Ciao, James, and welcome. Hello, mate. Hello, mate. How you doing? All right? Oh, fantastic. I'm so, so happy to have you on the show. That was one beautiful <laughs> intro. I'm going to carry you around in my pocket as like my personal motivator. <laughs> <laughs> so James, for, for the people that don't know you can, you, can you tell us a little bit about yourself, your craft, what do you do, anything you like? Yeah, sure. So yeah, my name's James Martin. A lot of you may know me or if you don't know me on Instagram, it's uh, my handles made by James and YouTube made by James. And I am a creator uh, focusing on logo design. I've got a design agency here on the South Coast of UK called Baby Giant Design Co, where we create all sorts of wonderful brand goodness, websites, print, But yeah, for me, I personally specialize um, in logo creation and telling stories through visual identities. Oh, basically, awesome. basically. Basically. <laughs> basically, yeah. And James, through, through your work, uh, and as I said, I truly love your, your amazing work. And one particular thing that that I notice is that you can be considered like an old school designer, meaning that you do a lot of craft and a lot of handmade drawings. Yeah. And, and, and my students uh, sometimes are, are a little bit hard on those. They, they reject that idea of sure. creating uh, first. So how important is the, the craft of each and every single design and how are you approaching your design uh, process? Yeah, I mean, I suppose, I mean, if we go way back to the beginning, I mean, I've always, even before I was a logo designer, I was always an artist. I grew up drawing, copying comic books, drawing on the walls, which my mum and dad still hate me for. And, uh, but yeah, so, I mean, basically what I've done is I've taken a passion of mine and used that skill to you know, within my, within my niche now, which is logo design. So yeah, I mean, I mean, ultimately it does come down to process. And as you say, I, I probably am a little bit old school in that regards because there aren't many logo design. I mean, there's still a fair few, but there aren't a huge amount, obviously with the invention of the iPad and Adobe Illustrator, all these kinds, of, all these kind of wonderful bits of software that I still use, you know, they, 
tend to kind of skip that process. But, you know, again, it's, it's one of those weird things that we, we can talk for hours about, you know, sure. process, you know, because everybody's process is different. I mean, I personally love, you know, the sketch process. I think for me, it, it brings a lot of emotion. I think I can create stuff a lot quicker than I can on a computer. I can get my ideas from my brain onto a sketchbook a lot quicker. I personally enjoy that process a lot more than, you know, I think we're all in front of screens far too long anyway. I think the, yeah. the less time I can spend in front of a computer, the better. Yeah, so for me, it's all, you know, it's all about, you know, finding a process that works for you. And I think, I think the problem with drawing is that people have this perception of that drawing has to be good. And mm -hmm. I think that's why a lot of people don't draw as much as they should do because True. they're worried about, is it good enough? Whereas yeah. if you just see drawing as a part of a process to, for idea creation, exactly. then it doesn't matter whether it's good, bad, indifferent, because it's, it's about the idea. You're not, you're not going to give, for example, I'm gonna, I can only obviously solely talk about this with reference to logo design, but you know, I can't, pick up my sketchbook and say, here's your logo. You know, I still need the computer to make it into a fully functioning brand asset that they can take on and do whatever they want with. But for me to get to the computer, all that goodness for me happens in a sketchbook. Um, but again, I'm not going to preach about sketching because I know everybody's different. But yeah. for me, for me, I find it works wonders, works wonders. Do you think it's also that, the the fact that you are doing so much work on on paper uh, allows you to add value to your to your work because the people i mean the, there is that concept because let me let me rephrase you can go online and buy a logo for five dollars yeah no made by a machine or made by by a freelancer or whatever yeah do you don't you find that also the fact that you are truly crafting something custom made for somebody it adds that value to your clients that says look this is made just for you by hand you know and and yeah. it, it carries a, a, an interesting extra value like you said the story you know, yeah i mean i mean you're a, yeah you're 100 percent right and you know a lot of people i mean in, haven't checked it out go check out my instagram account but a lot of people find a fair few people find me on instagram um, and that's where i show a lot of my deep deep process stuff and clients come to me saying i love your process can we work together they don't go yes. you know i love that logo they say i love your process um, because i think what they can see by me sharing that process is how much effort goes into it how unique I make it for the individual client or the individual individual project I'm working on. And they can see the time and effort that's gone into that crafting of a particular element. You know, not any logo is the same. There's always a story. There's always a reason. I think that's something that um, not necessarily a lot of logo designers are missing a trick on, but you know, some people don't like sharing their process. For me, I think it's all about the process. Absolutely. sort of people who can create a beautiful logo but why is it beautiful how have they got from nothing to that you know nothing to something what happened in the middle here and i think that's True. i think that's a lot of 
you know, some people are scared about showing that or they're scared about telling people how they come up with ideas because they're worried people might steal it. And I, I think ultimately trying to explain that personal journey from, you know, literally absolutely nothing, absolutely no idea what I'm going to do to all the way to this thing with all the story. I think that's all the magical bit. It's not the end bit. I think it's all the stuff in the middle. And, and, and you're definitely right. I mean, the value that I think that that brings to a company, an individual, uh, when I give that to them, they suddenly have this like amazing feeling of ownership. Do you know what, I, do you know what I mean? Um, they know what, this was made purely for me and for me only. It's not from a stock library. It's not bought for you know, as you say, $5 and then probably sold a few more times for $5 to other people. You know, it's all, it's all made totally unique and totally bespoke to the client. And as, as I said, I mean, they want, I offer my sketches as a part of that process. Oh, that's Do you know what amazing. I mean? So when they come to me, I say, look, you can have all my sketches. So I send them my sketches along with my breakdown and my mock-ups and the final files so they can, you know, share it with the world. They can put it up in their toilet if they want. I don't know, frame it. I don't know. But they, you know, everything I create is for them. So I, I freely give it to them. And that's something else I think does add a, a little bit of value is that extra step. Yeah. Absolutely. I'm working with a company here in Italy with that is promoting exactly that. The, the made in Italy is how, trying to help the craftsmans to, to connect through technology to a wider audience because sometimes they don't have that. And we were having extensive discussion with my friend David about how essential as, as a humanity is to, con to preserve that. And, sure. you know, both of us feel very strongly, or, although none of us are, are craftsmen in, in leather or, or wood, yeah. we, we absolutely love that, that process. And, and we see how hard it is for, for a craftsman to survive. Yeah, because you know more and more people, even big corporations, big brands, you know they are going away from Italy. They are going to produce in other countries where it's cheaper. It happens happens over here as well. Yeah, exactly. Now Britain had a yeah. history of car manufacturing, which is almost died now. But yeah, yeah, I don't think there's hardly any. Yeah, and and it's crazy because there was you know Aston Martin <laughs> or, or yeah. Lotus or, or yeah. beautiful and. And you, you lost a, a huge part of your heritage. Yeah, very much so. And, and that's the, the work that people like you, and although we are young, we try to bring that back and say, guys, th this is important. This is important that is maintained because when that, that is gone, it's gone forever. Well, it's very, yeah, it's very difficult for it to come back once it's gone, isn't it? But I do, I do see very much so, like, there's a lot of small, not necessarily car manufacturers, because that's quite a big, big industry and expensive to set up. But there is a, there's definitely a, a bit of a movement happening, over, especially over the last five years of small, independent, you know, people starting back up, you know, getting back you know made in Britain you know made in UK you know working with their hands the proper craftsmen you know the big the big the big businesses of you know prefab houses or you know people are now kind of getting in like really high skilled carpenters to build oak frames and stuff like that so it is there is a 
there is a shift happening but as you say i mean it's you know once once you lose these things you lose a little slice of you know yourself your history your country yeah. but you know what can you do unfortunately money rules everything for people doesn't it so, yeah, i mean but i i think also the the current situation in a way this is for sure something that i experienced being away from my own country for more than 10 years yeah and and although i'm back the worst possible time i was very grateful because i'm like okay i can buy the the vegetables that are grown next door next door yeah, yeah. right while when i was in asia and in other country where they don't have that and everything was imported from whatever china italy. or italy <laughs> yeah. sometimes yeah yeah uh, and of course it was also much more expensive i'm, sure. I'm truly appreciative of of that so yeah. I, I think people are starting to change also their mindset and try to think now that we are in this you know forced isolation or with this social distancing also they are cocooning i like to call cocooning. it cocooning i love, yeah. I love this cocooning. <laughs> yeah it's much more nurturing much more it's a time to grow not isolate it is. yeah it is. i mean yeah, yeah you're you're 100 right and you know people this will i i truly believe the situation that we're in will change people's the way people do things forever you know, I know we're going to be allowed to go outside. We're going to be allowed to socialize. We're g that's all going to come back. But I think people's mindsets of how they work, I, I, I do believe big corporations will suddenly start to think, you know, we've been, you know, just as effective with people working from home remotely. So therefore, that automatically makes people's lives better, their families' lives better, because they get to see their kids, their family. You know, the big business is saving hundreds of thousands of pounds on on rent and all this kind of stuff travel i truly believe that this will i mean that's just one example but i truly believe this will change the way the world works forever um, yeah i hope but in so a positive too. way in a positive yeah, yeah. way i think yeah i believe and back to to the discussion that we were saying about the value of something that's crafted uh, i want your opinion on something I don't actually remember where I read this yeah. uh, or if I actually read it or it's just something that just a I dream. came out. No, <laughs> yeah. no, sometimes when I, when I work on lecturing, sometimes you write and you, you, you kind of lose track of what you have been doing and what, where the reference came from or some yeah. stuff. I don't, like I can't even remember waking up this morning, mate. So then you <laughs> are about it. <laughs> so, when we talk about branding particularly um, yeah. we say that not necessarily a logo and, and i want to be super specific with you a logo doesn't need to describe but it needs to identify and i've been fighting a little bit this i want to share with you this small pill of of lecture that i give when i teach branding sure and uh, and as an academic, I always saw a lot of people trying to define this mystical process of branding and, oh, it's a gut feeling. And I, I always went, maybe it's my heritage. And I said, listen, a good brand was designed in, in the old days for only two reasons, to identify origin or ownership. Yeah. And that's it. So either was, you know, this comes from Greece because you were doing some vase with a particular technique or you yeah. were just 
you know, literally marking cattles. Yeah, or like Mor- or like Murano glass from uh, like Venice or yes. yeah, from yeah, you know that kind of thing, wasn't it? Yeah, the you know that heritage or Murano from Murano, you know. Murano, <laughs> That's what I should exactly. have said. Yeah, yeah. Um, it is in the Venice region. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, my my geography isn't as good as my drawings. <laughs> yeah, but and you know, and that that carried an uh, an important value. Of course, now we are losing a lot of that. Yeah, but and now there is this uh, at least with the client that I had, and I I don't know if you had the same, you know, people that are making cakes, they believe that their their brand, their logo should show a cake, and I yeah. sometimes fight against that because I always ask them, well, what if you want to do cookies at one point? What if yeah. you want, yeah. <laughs> you know what happens to that? <laughs> Yeah. I mean, it's, I think it's very, firstly, very important to, there's a big difference between a logo and a brand. It's super important to understand. So obviously, you know, I know you might not like this because I'm going to say it anyway, but you know, the branding, the branding is how, you know, it's an, it's an emotion, you know, how you feel when you put on those Nike shoes, you know, how you feel when you, hopefully I might get some Nike shoes now, but you know, and so like, and then like the kind of identity is the more tangible stuff, like your, like your business cards or your letterheads or your signage and all the rest of it. And then we have a logo. Do you know what I mean? So a logo for me, I think it's very important to kind of get this kind of straight. I think the logo is a very small piece of a much bigger picture. Absolutely. So, so that with that kind of being said, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, for me, I mean, what's, so it's kind of, what is the role of a great logo? Is that the kind of thing that you're asking? Yeah. Uh, yes. Let's so, see. so to kind of, I think the role of a good logo is to facilitate all those things I just said okay. <laughs> before this. So okay. the, so a good logo yeah, as I said, should answer, you know, it, well, A, A, it needs to be memorable. Exactly. That's, um, that's the part that I was saying. Yeah. To identify, right? Oh, oh, 100%. I mean, you don't, if you are a cake shop, the obvious way is to go with a cake. But I can guarantee you there's, you know, as you say, I mean, what's the longevity with that? How timeless is it? How long will it last? Will, are you able to grow with it? I think those are very important questions that people should have, should ask themselves when they're going through this process. Because as you say, if they do cookies, you know, does it make sense? If they want to go into home delivery of other bits and pieces, does it work? Probably not. So yeah, I think I would say the, the job of a good logo is to be memorable, be unique, because but basically it is the most important thing when it comes to brand recognition i mean that's 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 another really important thing so yeah to break that down in simple form because i know i'm babbling now because <laughs> i'm thinking so yeah i can't think and talk at the same time as you might have okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah basically memorable unique and it needs to be able to facilitate everything that the brand's about and that needs to be especially in this day and age, very versatile, you know, because it needs mm-hmm. to be big, it needs to be small, it needs to be 
maybe embroidered it needs to be maybe screen printed it maybe needs to be stamped it maybe needs to this so i think when it comes to i think if i could impart some knowledge for any young logo designers out there one of the biggest things that you can do is ask your clients a very simple question you know how are you going to how is it going to be used and where is it going to be used because that also dictates the mindset of where you can go with it because there's no point having you know, say if you've got a clothing apparel company that comes up to you and goes, yeah, it's going to be embroidered, screen printed, you know, rubber stamped, all this kind of stuff. There's no way that you can create anything crazy, intricate or over elaborate because it won't embroider well, it won't print well, it won't look well, good, small on tags and stuff. So I think that's a really important thing to understand when it comes to creating a logo and the identities that go with that merchandise and all the rest of it is think of the application before the creation because that will kind of guide you a bit as well <laughs> and james in your opinion when because this this show is all about business design right yeah and generally speaking what have you encountered that business people didn't necessarily get about branding or design that you wish yeah. they, they would get. Because the, the easy part for me uh, was always telling them that when I was going through the process of designing a brand for them and I, I was asking them, you know, $100,000, $200,000 or yeah. $50,000, they were all were like, oh my God, this is so expensive. Yeah. Why am I paying so much for this, this little thing? Yeah. That's the obvious one, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, I think the biggest, I mean, I wouldn't say budgets and I would probably go back to the client uh, a bit more. And, you know, what I find is that people want to kind of run before they can walk. I think that's the biggest issue I've found with working with clients, big and small. So they want the finished product before even really figuring out who they are. And that's something, and that's why I find, you know, it's really important, something that I hit home with all of my clients is, you know, a value proposition. You know, that, that for me, so when I say value proposition, I mean things like, you know, who are you servicing? What do you, what do, you do? What value do you provide? You know, what makes you different? Because I think we can only create a brand around stuff once we truly know who we are we can't go and sell crap and do all this kind of stuff if we're you know we don't know who we are so i mean i think that's the biggest thing i've found is like people just go i want a cool logo and i want to put it here and i want to put it there and i go kind of okay so discovery stage this james kicks in like i need to get the information out of them so i can create what i want to create so i said like so you know you know how how are you going to engage with your audience you know uh, what tone of voice do you have? What are your values? You know, all these kind of things. And they don't know the answer to any of these questions. <laughs> they're, 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 like, they're like, I haven't even thought about that. And I was like, well, yeah, let's, let's start at the beginning because this is the beginning. And I think the only way you can create effective brands and identity systems and logos is if you know, if you know where, where we start. You know, yeah. and I think, that's, I think that's one of the things. Cause for, I think for a lot of clients, that's the boring stuff. Do you of know what course. I mean? pretty logo awesome fun you know <laughs> awesome business cards great fun you know but figuring out that kind of underlying mission vision statement value proposition whatever you want to call it 
is the biggest hurdle I've found with clients because it's mm. something that they don't even think about. You know, they're, they're going to invest a lot of money. You know, let's start at the beginning and break it down, you know, because that's the only way we can make money is if we target the right people and speak to them in the right way and all these kind of things. So that's the, that's the biggest problem I've found is that value proposition, that wanting to kind of be on stage 10 before they've even done stage yeah. one, really. So do you think, and this I, no, I noticed also for us as designers, and I'm sure I am a faulty or, of this too, which is, this is also, we are so good in telling other people what to do in a way. And then when it comes, uh, we had this small conversation before, you say a yeah. lot of designers can't figure out a way to build a business with their, with their, yeah. uh, with their tools, you know, with their passion or with their skills. Sure. Is it probably the same that we need to be a little bit more prepared and more, we have maybe to study a little bit more all of this process that is not the typography, is not the color, is not yeah. the composition, is thinking marketing critically. finance yeah yes. <laughs> yeah well, yeah I, I call it uh, critical thinking which is yeah. something that you know i've been teaching entrepreneurship to designers and every time i i open up the slide with the numbers all my students went like no numbers uh, and i said yeah. look let me explain this little thing to you the numbers are the most important thing <laughs> if you can and and, and i i share this story with them all the time when, when I have a client that says, oh, you know, let's say 100,000 yeah. is too much. And I said, okay, no problem. I'll do it yeah. for you for free. Yeah. And they, they are shocked. And I yeah. said, so how are you going to use this, especially the logo, right? Uh, oh, I'm going to put it on my product. I'm going to put it on my business card. And I said, okay. So I'm involved. So the, the work that I do is involved in all sides of your business, right? Yeah. And people like, yes, yes, yes. Is it going to go on the box where, the, oh, yes, yes. Is it going to on the library of the, the truck? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, like, yeah. Perfect. So let's do this. I'll do the logo for free, but you give me 10% of your revenues. Yeah. And they, and they go like, why? Because I said, because you said that I'm contributing to all of these operations yeah. of of all your business. All the success, right? the future the success. success. So yeah. why, why shouldn't I be part of that? Yeah. And then they realize, oh, but that's way too much. And I was like, oh, okay, so now you're realizing how important yeah. that piece of design or that piece of work that I'm doing, yeah. right? So how, how can we teach better to, to designer to understand that, you know, we also try to shift to from what is a time-based issue to what is called a value-based uh, pricing. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, you're probably talking about much deeper, deeper brand strategy, which is, again, something that I'm not, you know, it's something that I dabble in, but it's not something that super interests me. I, li I like to leave that to the brainy, brainy people. <laughs> I like to just create the logo stuff. But, I mean, ultimately, you know, if we're talking about, I mean, ultimately, you've got to know your worth. You know, yeah. your time is worth money. And basically, what you've got to do is you've got to equate the amount of time, effort, knowledge, you know, and then that becomes a number. And that is your number. And you shouldn't be shifting 
too far from that number. You've got to give yourself a little bit of wiggle room but for negotiating. But, you know, if somebody's coming in and saying it's too expensive, then, you know, I think, I think, I think what it is, it's, it's about showing people, you know, what, what, this, what this money makes. You know, what, this money creates this. You know, I've, I've got a very good friend called Jacob Cass, who's a great brand strategist. And he talks about, he uses like the analogy of like, a, you know, a house or a car, for example. So your logo is, you know, your paint job or your logo is your foundation. But, you know, what happens? Where's, where's all the rest of it? Where's the rest of the house? Where's the, how do you, how's the car run? You know, how does it get from A to B? You know, and I think that's, I think when you start to break it down, all the individual aspects of like the, you know, the interior, the exterior of a brand, you know, the values and the internal and external uses, you know, I think that's when the money size does start to kind of, you know, people start to go, hang on a minute, I can see this is taking, you know, this is going to be months and months of, of work and hard work and, you know, long days and all the rest of it. And I think, but it's such a, to get, to, to, yeah, I'm trying to figure out what I'm trying to say here. To put, get people to place a value on something that they can't sure. tangibly see or can't touch or can't feel, you know, is very, very difficult. So I think it's just about educating them and talking, yeah. talking them through that process. And also, and also understanding that is not only, I mean, you probably can come up with a great logo idea in five hours, but it's not the five hours, is the... 20, 25 years before, years before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, think, um, Paul, I think Paula Scherf uh, says that from uh, Pentagram, is it? Yeah, she yeah. basically says, you know, it's taken me 25 years to do it in five minutes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. that's, and that's the thing. I mean, it is, I mean, and that's where also knowing your worth comes into it. You know, I've done logos in half an hour before. I've done yeah. logos in 10 hours before sometimes they might take a bit longer but my pricing always stays the same you know if sure. i do it in half an hour i'm a, I'm a win-win you know if i do it in 10 hours that's fairly normal do you know what i mean so but it all comes down to process and knowing your worth and you know i don't say to my client don't worry mate it only took me half an hour here's some money back you know because the reason that i've been able to think like that yeah. is because of all the hard work that's gone in of the course. hours that go in every single day the the educating myself, the long days, long nights, the crying in the corner thinking I'm not good enough and all these kind of, of things we go, go through as a creative. But yeah, as I said, I mean, it's just, pricing is such a, I mean, you'll know this as well as I do. I mean, it's such a weird thing within our industry yeah, that there is. is no right or wrong answer, but nobody, nobody's willing to kind of, say what the right or wrong answer is because it is always down to the individual isn't it you know yeah, it's down to the individual and it's also down to the budget of the person and exactly, the budget yeah. of the of the company and yeah and this is where once again this is where we can become a little bit more uh, critical and, and become smarter to to what we can offer and what we can get from into a company Sure. And try to monetize that in different ways as well. Yeah. So here's a, here's a question for you. Would you yeah. prefer would you prefer one client who gives you a hundred thousand mm-hmm. or a hundred clients that give you a thousand? Personally. Yeah. 
if I could choose, and I tell you this out of experience, I I, I would rather have five thousand, <laughs> like two, five big ones and and five hundred small ones. And I tell you yeah. why: because having one big client that pays you a lot is a risky business. Very much so. Yeah. Because well, and I did it before at the very beginning of my career. I started working for Fiat Group. Yeah. As a consultant. So basically Fiat was such a massive uh, client that he, he, it, it took everything. Like I, I could only work for them. That was very risky for the company because we were making 100% of our revenues out of that. Yeah. On the other side, having so many little clients, it's very time consuming. And I did in the, in the very beginning of my studio years, because then you become a factory so you need to yeah. so, so if you if you focus on on smaller client and smaller bills it means that you need to turn up bills yeah. much quicker so in my experience i i feel after 10 15 years i was in the business i found the the right medium yeah was very different times so the right medium for us was to have two three four clients on retainer yeah because they were bigger company but they were for example let, let me tell you although we were a branding company we did very little branding yeah what do i mean i mean that the big clients they were doing more product branding which was more an adaptation of their brand identity mm-hmm. or they had special projects that require the skills of design to yeah. adapt. So, for example, we did... And they'd, they'd obviously have specific guidelines that you would yeah, have yeah. to stick well, to. Well, we to did do. the guidelines at the yeah. beginning. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, and then, you know, oh, we are launching an ice cream. So yeah. how do we apply that identity to the ice cream, although we were doing before cookies, for example, sure. right? Yeah. Uh, You've got so cookies on the mind, by the way. What yeah, are these cookies? I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I really want a cookie now. You keep yeah. mentioning them. Yeah. <laughs> no, I don't know. I, 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 I tend to use a lot of food analogies. because <laughs> You're it's, making me hungry. No, but you know what? It's the one thing that everybody gets. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so sorry, sorry, ice cream. So talk to me about the ice cream. No, no, I, uh, I, and you readapt that. Yeah. So, and this is the, the, the bigger the studio becomes, the bigger clients you do, the smaller classical identities you do. Yeah, sure. So, so for us, a good medium was to have that two or three good clients that will have the retainer. This allowed yeah. me as an entrepreneur to, to pay the bills. Personally, uh, in my personal um, practice now that I'm doing, uh, although I love designing, but I'm doing less design and more teaching and coaching. Yeah. I coach a lot of design, creative teams. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm doing, even in creative studios. So uh, I, I, because I've been teaching creatives for, for, for so many years, I rather have a mix. So yeah. the, the, that's the perfect balance for me. Yeah. But, but this is me. Uh, I personally don't... Uh, I get I get annoyed when I don't have the the necessary time to dedicate for a project. So and when I'm you're on crunch of time because you need to get the business going. Sure. Uh, I, I don't enjoy that. There are other people, my friends that, that they have their process nailed. 
Yeah. They're really good at it and they, they turn around design like crazy and they are super successful. Yeah. So like you said, it's like the process, right? Is is something that it's the most important thing yeah. in on the planet, I think, for yeah. all creatives is that nailing the process, you know. I mean you've always got to tweak it. Yeah we're getting older wiser or stupider whichever way we want to look at it you know we're always you know we're always I mean I'm still you know I've been in my process you know for a good 10 years now with reference to logo design but I'm I still tweak it it still gets it still gets little nudge nudges here nudges there but the kind of backbone of it is very similar very similar yeah I feel I feel a lot of people are not embracing that I mean 41 and i am learning techniques of social media sure because i'm interested and i said and i'm i'm not sure i'm going to go on instagram and probably you know break the instagram and i i, I noticed for example that for me it's really hard to deliver this peel content yeah for me for me it's, sure. i'm not saying that it is it's not possible it's just I can't stand seeing another post that tells me what are the right hashtags to, to use. Yeah. Right. You just don't follow them, mate. It's quite easy. <laughs> yeah. No, but they are very successful, right? So yeah, are... I mean, I mean, there is the, yeah, there is, but it's with, it's with anything. There is, there's trends. Yeah. There's yeah, trends sure. and fashions and trend, as you all know, they come and go pretty quick, but they're also funnily enough, a way of, you know, I think some of the most successful people are the ones who can pivot quickly. Do you know what I mean? So something happens and they use their skills to pivot towards it, you know, but they still keep their, they still keep all the goodness, but they pivot on it a little bit. And then, so when the, when the trend goes, they can just move move back and just carry on as normal. Because I know some people who make crazy money out of pivot, 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 pivot. Yeah, this is hot. This is hot. This is hot. This is hot. And they move and they, and they make crazy money. I mean, it tires me watching them do it. Do you know what I mean? But, but they love it. Absolutely love it. So I think it's one of those things that we've either got to, I think it's important to try and embrace these, these embrace trends, but don't rely on trends. I think that's quite a, quite an interesting kind of concept to, you know, using trends to your advantage, you know, and making a new trend out of trends. You know, what a cool thing that is. Do you know what I mean? True, so, um, true, true. But I know exactly what you mean with Instagram and the carousel stuff, you know, everybody's... I'm, I'm trying, yeah. Yeah, but, you know, people, yeah, people are regurgitating the exact same content in the exact same way. But that, what that does, it leaves opportunities for people to do it differently. Yeah. And when the people do do it differently, yeah. you know, Sure. And like you, yeah. I always love the fact that, for example, you, you always write down your post. You don't. Yeah, it's all hand drawn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm an idiot. I shouldn't do it, but I do. I just did one a minute. I just did one a minute ago. Does um, it take you a long time or now it became something uh, that it takes, you just It takes about it. half an hour just yeah. to kind of write them. I mean, I'm really annoyed at the moment because my favorite pen's run out. So I just had to buy a right. new one. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I just did a recent carousel, just kind of basically saying that this is a really good opportunity for while we're at home to build relationships and yeah. build, you know, all these kind of things. And I basically said, show me your work, you know, yeah, comment, yeah, yeah, comment, whatever it was, what is it? I'm not going to hide anymore. And I'll go and head to your feed and like one of your posts and all this kind of stuff and go and leave you a comment. I've just looked. I've got something like 700 comments. So I've, that's my whole weekend gone now. 
But, you know, it's important to, you know, I mean, that's, a, that's one thing, if, I mean, I think it's a really important thing that we can chat about super quickly is, you know, times are tough. Times are very difficult. We are at home a lot by ourselves. But this is an amazing opportunity to build relationships for when we are out. You know, you mm. reached out to me. You know, we are yeah. now friends. I mean, this doesn't, you know, this is a great opportunity for people to reach out to other creatives, even if it's your friends, your family that you haven't spoken to. Reach out to them. You know, your message, your tweet, text, DM, or whatever it's going to be, phone call, might just make somebody's day. And mm. I think it's such an important thing right now to embrace the opportunity rather than worry about the now if that makes true, sense true, true, yeah, true. use this time to really you know build long lasting relationships if there's a client that you really really want to work for or work with or work in their agency sh- shout them up give yeah. them a call you know send them a message who knows what could happen but mm. i know what will happen if you do nothing yeah, absolutely nothing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, James, I also saw that something very exciting is coming, coming soon. It well, right? it's yeah. It's, so I think I think a lot of people might have mistaked it for an actual book. I think there will be a there will be a book one day. Um, but basically, I've kind of I'm launching my own website very soon, which is basically made by James.co, and on there I'm going to have basically a newsletter, and, oh. and I'm going to use that as a almost like a mentoring tool and within that within the kind of the people on my newsletter they get access to what i've called my logo black book which is like basically once they subscribe to my newsletter they get a load of free cool stuff so i've got like guides on how to break down design briefs guides on coming up with creative ideas guides on mind mapping so basically my process lots of little tips and tricks and so basically and what i'm going to do is i'll just could i say create like a probably do like a a, a weekly newsletter but on those i'm gonna people are gonna be able to email me but i'm also gonna do things like like little challenges you know i'm gonna i think i might call them games by james Mm. so i'm I'm trying to (laughs) (laughs) but you know like just really super quick tutorials that we can all engage together and grow together and yeah because i'd say like like yourself i mean i've got this real love for helping people now and mentoring and that's where i've slightly pivoted a little bit you know as we're talking about pivoting i mean i love logo design i love working with clients whether I can do it forever, I'm not too sure because some clients are quite needy, <laughs> but not all, not all of them. But what I'm really finding is I am, I'm doing a little bit of mentoring. I'm doing a little bit of, you know, so I'm going to be doing a newsletter, starting the YouTube and it's all for free, you know, at the moment. Yeah. I'm just kind of testing my wall, testing the water with it, seeing if it's some, somewhere I want to go. I don't want to charge anybody any money for it. I just want to kind of see where this kind of ride takes me you know because obviously obviously i mean eventually there will be content that will be monetized you know if i'm putting months and months into a book i can't give it away for free you know if i do some of my personal deep 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 dive crazy video tutorials they might be charged for but you know if you can't afford it there's a load of free stuff here that you can have for total free but yeah this is exactly the same process that I'm going through. Just the difference for me was I noticed that, you know, after so many years in academia, I actually 
and you know, I infused this knowledge into the lecture. I was teaching typography, but then I was talking about emotions and curiosity yeah. and why you should do that. But it wasn't, it was never formalized. I, I felt almost I was doing it, you know, secretly because it was not yeah. on the syllabi. So yeah. well, I'm going to give you these gems. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's, sorry, come on. No, no, no. But there are a lot of basic skills yeah. that are never taught, which are creativity. Like how do you develop this practice of creativity? Yeah. Nobody talks about that. Focus. Yeah mindfulness yeah. especially yeah. now and i'm not a buddhist monk or anything but i did have my trouble and i had a lot of people that i paid money to help me out of that yeah and i learned the practice and i'm like guys mindfulness is very important managing your emotion is very important 100%. and especially you know when i worked with a lot of 20 years old 19 years old where already that age you're like ah, yeah you know? Your plan and and having somebody that tells you, okay, this is a way to do it. Yeah, and and that's not necessarily the job, right? Yeah. So I need to teach you how a grid work, and uh, and composition. But I always felt that that was not the role of a true, yeah. educator. No. Yeah, so I mean, for for example, I don't read books on logo design. I read yeah. books on psychology. I of read course. books on forming habits. I read books on mindfulness you know because all of those things a help me understand myself better they also help me service my clients better because i can understand where they're coming from because you know i've i've kind of figured you know i've figured out who i am i can figure out who they are the way their personality works how their mind's working how to facilitate certain difficult situations how to you know mold certain situations to your advantage you know which you will have to do everybody you know it's there's no trick there are ways that you know as a designer you have to be in control of the process you know you cannot let your clients generally lead the process because that's when it goes crazy crazy wrong most of the time so yeah there's, there's lots of things you can use but i mean that's something that i would definitely say is you know whenever a designer comes up to me or a logo designer for example says what what book should i read and i go I read everything, you know, I read every, I, I don't have any specific, I don't, I don't just stick to logo books. I go to architecture, I go to history, I go to graffiti, I go to tattoo art, I go to psychology, I go to calligraphy, Japanese writing, kanji, all of these things, because having a broad knowledge and having, absorbing all that stuff from different cultures, different industries, really opens up your mind to possibilities um, especially creative creatively yeah james i think we covered a lot of ground <laughs> we did we did didn't we and i know you you don't have a lot of time left so thank you so so much if we can just wrap up in in three key points i i think we can say number one everyone has a different process so just try to dedicate the time to find your own way find what works for you yep 100 uh, keep on knowing your worth and whatever you know uh, road you have taken it's part of your growth so you have to yep. to do that and and also you have to inform yourself beyond the obvious and lead your clients lead the people 
in in your process because if you you let's say you have to be the captain of the boat in a way because otherwise everyone will steer you away and if you just uh, cave yeah. then you will be frustrated probably the client will be frustrated because if they go and they choose to hire a brand designer logo designer graphic designer yeah. a creative in general you have to explain to them what the worth is and then last but not least and 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 i would love every single student and everyone that is in in the graphic arts to follow at made by james because the craft brings so much more value and you need to show that craft doesn't need to be by hand necessarily but it's the process show those 1000 logos that you have done even if you have done it in a digital form show show your pictures show uh, the the crazy poster that you took inspiration from exactly yeah i mean and and that's the other thing is seek inspiration from everywhere don't don't limit your mind to you know to anything i think i think that's the thing about the creative industry is that there are no rules so don't set yourself (laughs) (laughs) so thank you so much James, if we want to find you for sure, Instagram made by James and yes, correct. Then YouTube made by James. I'm going to have my website launching soon, which could be made. So yeah, you can find me anywhere. I'll be floating around the internet somewhere, no doubt. (laughs) (laughs) And of course, references and links in, in the page of the podcast. James, thank you so, so much. I can't wait that we can actually get together and have that beer. This it'll, be, it'll be a great <laughs> laugh. Yes. <laughs> I, really pre- I really appreciate you getting me involved, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure talking to you. Thank you, you so, and, so much. Um, make sure you say, stay safe. Ah, yes, yes, yes. And uh, maybe we can share. I have a tool that I call my secret, sacred grid. That when I am in block, I ask uh, people to sketch 100 logos. I want to share that with you and see what happens. Crikey. Yeah, no worries. Uh, <laughs> Sounds fun. Yes. This is GLC Live. I'm Gianluca Cinque Palmi. Special thanks to James Martin. If you enjoy this podcast and videocast, please subscribe and comment to our podcast, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. So for references and links, please visit glc.live. Thank you very much.